I mean, tis the season, which is why we are doing Jingle All the Way, which one could say, is it a sports movie? And one could say, who gives a shit? It's my show. Andrew, I asked myself this very same question. You know, this is a sports movie podcast. Where are the sports in Jingle All the Way? And if you remember uh, in the scene where Arnold realizes he hasn't bought the Turbo Man uh, action figure and they do that really fast zoom in on his face. If you pay close attention, he's wearing a 1996 Atlanta Olympics t-shirt. I believe that's how they justify him being so huge in this movie. And if you also recall the scene where he, and we're going to talk about it, get into a giant fight with a bunch of Santas. I count fight club as a sport. So that's true. Yes. Hand to hand street combat. We don't talk about Santa fight club. So. That's right. <laughs> but we will talk about is Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way is one of my just weird family favorite movies, which ironically, I didn't even watch with the family. I watched it uh, during my lunch break because it's yeah. only an hour and 20 some minutes. So. Oh, my God. It was such a breeze. And uh, Andrew, you recommended to watch this on YouTube TV where it's easily accessible. Now, I hadn't watched like a movie on demand on YouTube TV before. Do they like play the edited for TV versions of the movie or do they play the actual movie? Because I was watching this thing and it is only 84 minutes long and it has like clear edits for commercial breaks. Mm -hmm. Like, was this originally a TV movie or did we just get the TV edit? Do you have, do you know? No, it's TV edit. It's, it was definitely a movie in theaters. I remember seeing it when I was like 11 or 12. Do they do that for other movies on YouTube TV? Just kind of skim them. Yeah, they. I think they do okay. that from time to time. They so. do. They do the TV edits on YouTube TV. That's interesting. But you know, now, what? it was a it was a breeze to watch for it's, sure. And it's so fun. So yeah. let's get to it. So I'm going to ask Manda some hot topic questions. We're going to go back and forth in debate, and then we're going to do some buy or sell. And in between that time, we'll make sure to give some shout outs to some of our sponsors here. But first off, let's get right into a jingle all the way. Hot topic question number one for debate: Who really is Howard's number one customer? You're my number one customer. That's true. I mean, I I kind of believe that like the first or second person he talks to actually is his number one customer because that dude ordered 200 king size mattresses. Did you hear the details of that? I order? didn't really understand what the hell he does for a job. It was very confusing. I think he just sells mattresses, but he must be like, he must have like, I have to assume he has hookups in the like hotel business because mm-hmm. I was racking my brain. I was like, who would ever need to order 200? Yes. Mr. Hilton, you would like 200. You're my number one customer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mr. Hilton, 200 mattresses by this Friday. Merry Christmas. That whole scene where he's taking and delivering orders really felt like a little kid, like, if you told like a five-year-old to like sit at a desk and pretend to be a businessman, like that's what he would be doing. Okay. You're my number one customer. Bye-bye. Clicks, I can, I can pretend to do that. I like talking yeah. on the phone. Big facial expressions, big, you know, movements around the desk. It, it brought me a lot of joy to watch him do that. I have to say. Speaking of a lot of joy, number two, how many moms is Ted fucked? Oh my God. Well, every other mom on that block mm-hmm. besides Rita Wilson, right? A How lot. dare you try to hit on Rita Wilson, by the way. I know. America's mother. 
Read what a- an ab- what an absolute scumbag this guy is. But he he he, he kind of hints that maybe he's been like saving himself. Like Rita is his number one goal, mm-hmm. but uh, no, he's definitely like fucked around a ton, you know. And he's a gross guy. And Phil he- Hartman has a great like gross guy performance. <laughs> He definitely has dipped his fingers some pies in the neighborhood of San. Yeah, yeah, he's he's tasted all the recipes. Uh, I think that was the euphemism he was kind of using. He's eaten all the wives' cookies. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he's having orgasms of, in other people's houses, eating their cookies. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> he's putting stars on every other man's tree. Number three. Can Toy Works jack up the price of a high demand toy? <laughs> yeah, this was the this was the '90s. I think uh, businesses could get away with anything uh, in that regard. And you know what? Like, it, I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing in that guy's position and like spread the wealth around to the employees at that place. You know, a- a- after working such a busy holiday season. I uh, that's how I justified in my head, but also that guy was being a huge scumbag. I don't think you can just, I'm sure there's something like uh, unethical about jacking up the price in the way he did, you know? Yeah. Like how does the company profit off that? I mean, it's just like, yeah, we got turbo mans, but they're quadrupling the price. How much do yeah. you want it? Well, I think that didn't they say, is that the place that got the like extra delivery by mistake? Maybe he's selling it under the table. He's just like, He's going to oh. do cash only and not, and not generate a receipt for the transaction, you know? And then, and then coming out with the ping pong ball system. Oh yeah. What the hell? What, how do you even keep track of that? I have no idea. Which like he was fighting over the number two ball, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it wasn't even the number one. It was like, no, mm-hmm. he's got the two on it. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you lost that one. Yeah. I'm sure by the time that he scurried around the whole mall, including harassing a little girl, which questionable, uh, had the ball in her mouth in the ball pit. Like <laughs> other people, like I would assume the store would have skipped that one and he came yes. back and said, I got it. I got it. They're like, sir, we've already given them all out. Absolutely. And I don't did they say how many Turbo Man action figures they had at it that wasn't store? Very, they limited, yeah. Because I, I, what I come to, came to understand was that it was like less than ten Turbo Mans, and they made like eight hundred ping pong balls to hand out. Mm-hmm. Why? Why all the effort? <laughs> you got to earn it. Speaking of which, <laughs> Arnold versus the field. Who you got? Arnold versus the entire warehouse, including a young before prime Big Show. <laughs> oh, that's right, the giant. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the Merry Elves and Santas yeah. versus Arnold. Who you got? In hand-to-hand combat. Let's see. Uh God, this is a real like uh he, you know, uh ten uh duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck. Which one would you want to fight scenario? Uh are, are all the Santas coming at him at once? Is it a one-by-one situation? Uh, is it Arnold from this movie? Does he get a huge M60 machine gun like in uh, other action movies or Conan's sword? What's the situation? I have to assume that if it's the same fight that we saw represented in this movie, he would eventually get taken down, you know, after a long enough time. I don't think, you know, 
after a wave after a wave of, of, of Santa, you know, you start to get tired. Eventually the big show is going to recover and get back into the, the rumble. You know, I don't see Arnold beating up all those guys, but he'll, t- he'll, he'll put some real, a big dent in their numbers for sure. Five words, seven time heavyweight champion. <laughs> Just that's, saying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What is, uh, hey, how many times did Arnold win like Mr. Olympia? That's a world championship. Mr. Olympia, you are posing and you are greased up. Mm-hmm. World heavyweight champion beating the likes of John Cena, Edge, <laughs> Undertaker, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see Arnold taking on any of those guys. Oh, he beat up uh, Apollo Creed one time or something like that in Predator. <laughs> I uh, I think by if we're going by WWE rules, the celebrities never job to the wrestlers. The wrestlers always job to the celebrities. It's got to be Arnold. So you take Arnold. I'll take the field. Who gonna pay for that diner phone booth? Oh my god! That was so sad. My man just he gave him free coffee, letting mm-hmm. people drink their booze coffee in his diner. Yeah, and they go and have a fight and tear up his phone booth. You know what? I think they did that guy a favor. There would only be a few more years before all uh, phone booths were just like completely eradicated. You know, save that guy some space, put an extra booth in there, serve some more food. Who's gonna? Wh- who's gonna be the superhero that changes in that thing, though? I mean, you can't get rid of a <laughs> phone booth like that. Yeah, I know. There's a nostalgia. It did. It, it did take me back seeing that thing in there. I was like, "Wow, this is very, this is very old school." How many times do you think Myron does the bomb bit? He seemed very comfortable doing the. This is a bomb. This is a highly explosive device. That's right. Yeah, he had he had no problem getting right into that bit, you know, and he seemed confident. You know what? Like he was clearly a. Uh, mentally uh, uh, imbalanced man because he thought that first one was a real bomb. He said, I found a bomb and I kept it just in case I ever needed it. You know, I think, I, I think he was prepared to do that uh, bit once and do it all the way, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then it just happened. It just so happened that the second one actually was a bomb. Sure. Martin mall have a ponytail in every movie he's in. <laughs> Yeah, why not? <laughs> what 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 what's uh what's the biggest Martin Mull role? Can I, do you remember off the top of your head? I I can't. Sabrina I, the I, Teenage I, Witch. Didn't see no. that one coming, did you? <laughs> Boom. No, that's a good pull. I Martin Mull's a name I always recognize in credits. You know, oh that guy's in everything. But if you ask me, what's the biggest Martin Mull role? I can't remember. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys. It's like Sabrina the Teenage Witch and then like way in the distant Clue. <laughs> Clue Clue is underneath. I, I would put Clue above. I think Clue is a bigger hit, a bigger role than uh, so, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Look, Tomato, Tomato. Sabrina was on for like a decade. So just saying. Okay. All right. Clue, one-time movie based on a board game. Boo-hoo. But how many times have you played that board game? I mean, I played variations of that board game. I didn't play the actual board game. Oh, what? So. All right. You t- you're telling me you play Clue? Yeah, Clue's a great game. What? Clue's a classic. How old are you? 
I'm 25. Stop it. 100 years old. Yeah, you're an old soul playing Clue. <laughs> like, how did the cop get blown up, by the way, and then get back to his job so quickly? So he he's the guy who's like, oh, I've been on the bomb squad for 10 years. I know a bomb when I see it. Then it blows up. By the way, I love that it's like a live action movie, yet it's like a cartoon bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a fucking act like acne looney tunes dusty yeah. blow up in your face but he he just yeah. falls down in pain mm-hmm. but then like five minutes later he's in the parade oh he got his hands like mittened up that was about it though yeah that's right it is a straight up like black soot hair blown back bomb you know mm-hmm. yellow red flash that's his boom on the screen like that's the kind of bomb it is but you know what uh watching myron in this movie he doesn't seem too concerned i mean he has a whole like bag full of mail the whole movie right he's not delivering any of it in the course of the day oh christmas eve of all days too yeah i would not be surprised if he just had that bomb in his bag long enough for like whatever the payload it had to like deteriorate and turn into like a semi dud you know maybe if he was like a better mailman it would have uh it would have been delivered on time with a a much larger explosion. I have to assume that's a real bomb. It's a sick world. We live in. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure they let Sinbad like improvise like most of his lines. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were like, you know, they wanted Sinbad to feel comfortable and they were like, do whatever you need to do to turn this line into a stand up punchline, you know? Why, why do people hate Booster so much? Booster? Yeah. I think Booster just suffers from uh, like sidekick syndrome. Like he can never be he can never be Turbo Man and Turbo Man's what everybody wants. You know? And also, I mean, <laughs> judging by the Booster that we meet on the float at the end of the movie, he seems a little bit annoying. Like I get it why why people aren't into him. But, but you know what I do? Because he's have Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> is that who he is? Oh my god! Wow, mm-hmm. damn! I didn't even I didn't even realize that he's got the mask on for most of the time. Who's gonna lose their job after that parade is over? Oh my god! Uh, you know what? I think I think I don't think anybody. I think everybody's like none the wiser. You know. I think they really caught the culprit who is uh, Myron, right? He went to jail at the end for chasing that child. Uh, And I guess if anybody, maybe like the casting guy that Arnold bumps into and just puts him in the suit. But you know what? Myron wasn't in that same situation. And he he like mugged the guy who was wearing the big like brain juice helmet, (laughs) you know? Like, I, I, I think everybody is happy that everyone's safe and that uh, they got a good show. I don't think anybody, everyone's none the wiser for what they saw. I love that everyone who gets kidnapped and tied up from a costume is always wearing a white tank top and like a white, like underpants. Yes. Yeah. That is the go-to outfit you must wear underneath the costume. Yeah. Go to like tied up and had my uniform stolen white, a frame tank top, white boxers, maybe with red hearts on them. And then like uh, black leather shoes with black socks up to your calves. Maybe even with those old school like belt straps to hold your socks up. You know, those things. Is 
a divorce the key to a happy childhood? Uh, no, I don't think so. I hesitate to call it the key to a happy childhood. Not say not that uh, kids of divorce can't be happy; they absolutely can. But I don't think that's why. <laughs> you know, just saying the neighbor kid was pretty happy given the advice of Jamie. Like, dude, wonders for my dad. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that kid has it uh, rougher than he realizes having that dude. Ted, right? Is that the character's name? Ted. Yep. Ted is his dad. I think he's been uh, brainwashed a little bit by. That sleazy Lothario, Ted. Last hot topic. Damn. This is how I wrote this. Damn. Did Jamie just give away that special edition Turbo Man? Yeah, he's got the real thing at home. I oh, got the real big, thing at home. Big awe from the audience at that moment. You know, he's reconnected with his father. He doesn't need Turbo Man. What that tells me is Jamie's a terrible investor. He could have held on to that, and man, that would have been some money 20 years ago. Yeah, keep it mint in the box, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Play with your dad, keep the toy mint in the box. I think it was, like, huge, too, I think, compared to, like, a normal Turbo Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a giant action figure. Everyone called it a doll in the entire movie, Uh, and then Myron corrects him and says it's actually an action figure. But it, based on what we've seen in this world of the movie, everyone calls it the doll, except for Myron. Myron's the only one who says action figure in the whole movie. That was just a, a tiny detail that I found confusing. I was like, at first, I think Arnold is just calling it a doll. But then I heard Rita Wilson call it a doll. And like three other people say, we got the Turbo Man doll. We got the Turbo Man doll. And then it's clearly an action figure. Myron says it's an action figure. But in the world of this movie, he's the insane one for some reason. I'm going to the office to get the D-O-L-L because my <laughs> kid can't spell doll. He's so yeah, slow. I mean, Jake Lloyd must have been able to spell doll at that age, right? You would think, but apparently yeah. not. So. Jeez. Insane. All right, as we take a quick break here before we do buy or sell, I want to give a quick shout out to Tomorrow's Pizza, North Market Street in downtown Greenville. Get there for Monday nights. You're going to get $5 off a large sli- large pizza and then dollar slice on Wednesdays. Still the best New York pizza you can get around here. Tomorrow's Pizza. All right, buy or sell. Now, instead of me making a question for man is go back and forth, we're going to go back and forth making a buy or sell statement. If, if man is buys, it means he's going to agree with the statement and provide proof. If he sells, he's going to do the opposite, provide proof on why he doesn't agree with that statement and then i'm going to try and create the opposite argument based on that first buy or sell i miss giant christmas parties absolutely buy 100 percent. that's my favorite i mean if you remember andrew when we did the christmas draft episode uh hit follow up to our thanksgiving draft episode of a year or two back uh we did, uh, I, I drafted, I think in the first round, my favorite holiday tradition was big ass Christmas party, Christmas Eve party specifically. Yeah, of course I missed the hell out of that. That's my favorite part of Christmas is seeing the whole fam, you know, because Thanksgiving for me personally, and I'll get, I'll get personal on here for a second. Uh, Thanksgiving is always like immediate family. And then like just my dad's side of my family. Christmas Eve is the whole, both sides of the family. It's like a huge 50-person party usually, but it ain't happening this year, unfortunately. 
I'm going to sell. Ironically, <laughs> as someone who's an MC, who's a host, I, I'm actually kind of an introvert. I enjoy a quiet evening at home. Mm-hmm. Michael Bublé, maybe if I want to get a little crazy, put on some Kelly Clarkson, mm-hmm. which is a nice, subtle Christmas ambiance. And you know why? Because big Christmas parties forget the Christ in Christmas. All right. <laughs> you ever see a Christmas party where there's a baby Jesus? No, you don't. You know, you uh-huh. do baby Jesus Christmas Eve mass because I'm Catholic. And that's what we do. We go to church only maybe two times a year. <laughs> and we, we, we make sure that that Eve mass after we open that one present from under the tree, that's cool with our parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the point of Christmas. Not, it, not, not to get drunk and tanked at a Christmas party. So you're so, a, you're a Christmas Eve mass goer. Are you a midnight mass? person in my younger days yes okay yeah not not so much anymore it's very hard to do that with kids yeah mass christmas eve mass midnight mass is hellaciously hard and to those who do it listening to me godspeed to you and your family you deserve a medal I, I was always a christmas day mass goer and i was uh, i was the 10 45 a.m service that was that was my sweet spot right there 10.45 on Christmas Day? Yeah. So you like rip your presents open, mm-hmm. eat breakfast, go get showered, and then go to church and then come back and play with your toys? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, How can you concentrate? I- How can you concentrate knowing what you got waiting at home? Well, you know what? I got to wear all my clothes that I got for Christmas. I got to wear my fresh fit. Got to wear my LeBron sixes. Mm. Got to wear my new corduroy pants. Got to wear my new North Face jacket. You know, I was looking fresh to death, you know. I'm fairly certain you were like the illegitimate child of Adam Sandler with the way you just describe how you dress yourself. (laughs) I got my corduroy pants. And my North Face jacket. Jacket. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I dress a little bit better than Adam Sandler. I mean, nowadays you probably do, but. Prime Sandler, that's exactly to the T right there. And me back then as a kid, probably. A lot of basketball shorts and big t-shirts. That's how he dresses now, actually. Yeah, exactly. Buy or sell number two, Jamie's disappointment with his dad is what led him to the dark side. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, this is a clear, you know, this role, if, if anything else, was the audition for Anakin Skywalker, right? He's going to play in a character uh, with supernatural abilities. I mean, you saw the way Jamie climbs at the end of this movie and was able to hang on from the side of a building. Uh, he's got issues with his father, Anakin. We don't even know. He was like immaculately conceived or something, apparently, I think is what they established in, uh, in The Phantom Menace. But still issues, absent father issues, you know, the, the, uh, to me, it's a one-to-one comparison. They're the same guy. I'm going to sell, and here's why. Arnold, great dad in this movie. Howard Langster, wonderful dad in me. Goes to the links. Granted, he doesn't know shit about his son, apparently, before the whole Turbo Man thing. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, forgot about the karate thing. Forgot, like, the fact that... The kid even likes Turbo Man, even though the guy, the kid's eating Turbo Man cereal, dresses like Turbo Man, watching Turbo Man. He has no idea what the hell Turbo Man is. Somehow, the here's my point. We all know at some point in time, Howard Lanks is going to cheat on Rita Wilson, which shame on him. 
<laughs> Liz Langston is a wonderful human being. Do we all really know that? Look at look at the other kid that uh, Arnold birthed. That kid is freakishly looks like exactly like him, but Hispanic. Half Hispanic, oh, okay, I see. Right? So all we right. know for a fact that Jake Lloyd does not end up anything looking like Jonathan, whatever his name, uh, Arnold's son. Mm-hmm. That is what led Jake Lloyd's path to the dark side, knowing that he would never live up to the expectation of <laughs> Jonathan Berea, whatever his giant hulky name is. It looks exactly <laughs> like a tan Arnold Schwarzenegger at the age of like 23 or 24, whatever he is. I see. I totally right. forgot that that was a thing that happened with Arnold in real life. <laughs> yeah. It was going right over my head for a second. Howard there. Langston will spend one long night in the office on one of the mattresses he sells. He's going to see a cleaning lady. And next thing you know, <laughs> he's out of Jake Lloyd's life. Him yeah. and Rita living off alimony. They'll never see him again. This is why they made a jingle all the way to without either one of them. Oh, that's right. That was also on YouTube TV. I think I was very tempted to watch that one, but yeah, well, we got two more, we got two more weeks of episodes. So who knows? Or we'll maybe see we'll what see. happens, we'll but see. that, that is what led him to the dark side. Buy or sell number three. That traffic cop was way out of line in so many ways. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was everywhere. Uh, he clearly, after the first incident, which was clearly Arnold's fault, I think he had it out. He had it in for Arnold, rather. He was coming after him in every way that he could. You know, at every turn, there he was trying to thwart uh, Howard's uh, efforts. You know, as much as uh, of an asshole move it is to drive in the median and Arnold deserved to get pulled over. The ensuing incidents, save for the bomb, I'll give him a pass on the bomb. Uh, I think uh, he he was uh, the the real villain of this story. First off, how dare you speak of a law enforcement officer like that? Oh okay, Arnold was in the shoulder illegally. Uh-huh. Uh, Arnold was harassing and physically assaulting a a popular top forty DJ. For a gift certificate. Mm-hmm. And this man not only put his life on the line against a physical attack, he also put his life on the line to open what was a bomb and luckily didn't die, nor did he have injuries past having his hands burned slightly. And then is thrown into a parade to work a parade in the same day, in the same 24 hours span, all those things I listed for you, that man, no, he was not out of line. He was overworked, underpaid, and that is the story of cops in Minnesota or wherever they were in the movie. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, you convinced me on that one. <laughs> Buy or sell number four, that number two bouncy ball was possessed. Yeah, it had a mind of its own. Where the hell was that thing going? I mean, this was some paranormal activity bullshit going on here. That hit every angle. It took every bounce. And I think they were in the Mall of America. I think they showed a sign from Mall of America at some point. That's a huge place. But I think that bouncy ball covered, you know, a good two miles of of bounce. And even those super bouncy balls, eventually they just roll. You know what I mean? After a long enough period of time. And that thing never rolled. I didn't see it roll. Look, 
Here's the thing. I'm going to sell that because this is Arnold we're talking about. This is not Tom Cruise. We didn't get any high knees running. We didn't get no track star kind of running. Arnold, he's a bodybuilder. He's he's an arm wrestler. He's a he's a he's a he's a man who fights in a fight club, but he uh, is not of a man of cardio. You don't think the ball actually went that far? I think Arnold let the ball go as far as his mind would go. And <laughs> he was too slow to catch up to it. And I believe that most of it was just in his imagination. And it's, it was strenuous. You know, it's Christmas Eve. You mm-hmm. got fevers, all yeah. kinds of stuff. God knows where he's been, kind of, you know, running around the whole Mall of America. Who's to say? You know? So. Yeah. It's all in his head. It's all a figment of his stressed uh, mind. As, a, as, as someone who loves their child so much to get them a doll or action yeah. figure, however you want to call it, he yeah. was overworked. He was overcompensating. Then I believe, yeah. yes, his cardio just caught up to him at that point. Now, that's very interesting. I haven't seen very many like Inception style fan theories about Jingle all the way like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number five, I'll take the first one here. Uh, Howard needed that cussing out from his kid. I'll go first. I would say, yes, I buy. Sometimes a kid needs to straighten out their dad. God knows my kid sometimes smarts off to me. And I take to myself, you know what? You got a point. You're not getting an allowance because you yelled at me, but you, you got a point. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the point, but you're not getting any money. Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with you on that one, Andrew. You know, when people uh, ask if I discipline my kids that I don't have, I actually tell them that my kids discipline me. And, you know, we have a much stronger and sounder relationship for it. You know, my kids will put me in timeout. My kids who I don't have, you know, they'll send me to my room uh, without dessert, you know. Number six, you don't put another man's star on their tree. Yeah, absolutely not. That's the most, uh, that's the cruelest violation of this entire film is the breaking of that sacred tradition. Look, I would love to sell this, but putting us putting another man's star on their tree is like putting your penis on their tree. <laughs> it's a little over the line and you need to put the penis. It's, it's much like, have you read any reviews on Cyberpunk 2077? Uh, a little. I've heard some word of mouth. Why? Apparently the game has a huge glitch where your character's penis will just dangle around like it's fucking Mr. Manhattan from um, (laughs) Watchmen. So apparently if you look up Reddit or anything Cyberpunk 2077, any without the search filters on, you Uh will find a heinous surprise for you. That is what it's like when you walk into a house that is yours. Another man has put your star on your tree it is like walking around in cyberpunk 2077 and the penis is out. It is disturbing. <laughs> it is yeah. wrong. And it is a violation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a line. A line has been crossed by someone's penis. Number seven, punching a reindeer is overboard. <laughs> no, I sell this one because I think if you are strong enough to knock out a reindeer with one punch, it is your legal right to do so just based on how impressive that is. Yet you took 
you took the field over Arnold, yet now you're siding with the reindeer. It's true. You're honestly. siding with Arnold over the reindeer. Sorry. Yeah, I guess so. I totally forgot about Arnold's knockout power. I mean, he really just needs to connect with one of those hits to knock out a Santa Claus or knock a knock the block right off a of Santa Claus. Honestly, uh, mm-hmm. I might have to go back and revert revert my take on that hot topic. I would almost sell with you, but I'm going to buy only because he left. He, I don't understand how he left a black eye on the fur of a reindeer. That's true. He, he punched it so hard. He changed its the color of its hair around its eye. Yeah. The, and then he got it drunk. Yes. Holy shit. He really like, he poured a little bit of beer. He fit, like was drinking his beer, yeah. poured the last of it into his bowl. Then he opened up another beer and went to take a sip, but that's when he had his moment of realization. And he poured another whole beer into that, you know, reindeer's uh, bowl. I'm going to need to look that up and find out, can reindeer actually drink beer? Because there's no way that that was safe. And that's also most likely Ted's beer, too, because I don't think the logistics of Arnold walking out of his neighbor's home, which he just lit on fire and vandalized, would go back to his place to get his own beer, then go back to Ted's place to sit on Ted's porch to get a reindeer drunk. I assume that beer came out of Ted's own fridge. Probably, yeah. I think, you know, he wasn't willing to, you know, uh, step over that boundary of stealing a toy from a child, but he was totally willing to steal a beer from a sexual predator, Mm -hmm. you know. If Booster didn't have gold panties, people would like him. (laughs) <laughs> is that part of his character design was he is that what that like i i think guess i really i thought he was just a big furry animal but he's he a big a, furry animal but he had gold like a gold thong on he had like a gold cod piece on holy yep. shit uh yeah i mean just he, just from hearing that i like him less and i didn't already didn't like him much so i don't think the i don't think that's the reason people dislike him but it certainly isn't helping I'm going to sell because it's a giant hot pink creature. Uh-huh. I don't think however you dress him up additionally is going to help. Yeah. Uh, especially with the voice of the guy from Verge of the Nerds known as <laughs> yeah. Booger. I think, uh, I think in 2020 uh, that would be all the rage, you know, he'd be going to like furry conventions and everything. Booster would be like, uh, Oh, it's a different huge, world we live in now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Compared to 1996, huge character on the internet nowadays, but in 1996, people just weren't ready yet. People weren't ready for a, a pink furry man. Booster was ahead of his time is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. He was ahead of the curve. Buyer sale number nine. You should not trust a jetpack design for a parade. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I feel like parade pyrotechnics are like have to be one of the most dangerous industries you can be in. You know, the special effects of a parade feel like they can go wrong at any time. You know, I think that's why people watch parades is like, is something going to go wrong? Most of the time it doesn't, but every once in a while you get to see a balloon fucking deflate uh, or anything like that. But as soon as you, you know, introduce the power of flight, into the mix the power of human flight uh it becomes a whole nother ball game that's a true high wire act right there and i would not i would not put my life in the hands of whoever built that shitty parade jetpack i'm gonna go and sell because 
Have you seen how padded that suit was? If he had <laughs> fallen and like, there's no way he would have died. Like that thing was yeah. like thick to yeah. the core. It was like three inches thick of like red and gold vinyl on him, you know. Uh, last buy or sell. Howard forgot about a present for Liz. Uh, yeah, bye. Same sort of camera movement in that moment. The fat, the rapid zoom in on his face uh, to that uh, expression. I don't, I don't, I don't think that guy uh, remembered to get a gift for her. Sell. He is the present. You see the way she looked at him when <laughs> he took off that helmet, and she was like. Howard. No, I think that that excuse only works once and it only works with your son. I don't think that works uh, uh, on your wife. She wanted the, the turbo D's, which she wanted. So. <laughs> that was the real present. So looking at the IMDb for Jingle All the Way 2, and all I saw was a poster of a little girl super excited. I had no idea until now that it is a 3.8 out of 10, according to IMDb users. Oof. It stars Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> the synopsis oh reads, Larry's daughter wants only one thing for Christmas, a talking bear. His daughter's stepdad intends to make sure that Larry can't get one. So I may <laughs> have to watch this because of the evil stepdad trope that I hate so much. <laughs> Just to yeah. see what happens. Also, I may have to watch this because of all people in this movie randomly who I would never think would be in this movie is one Anthony Corelli. Do you recognize uh -huh. that name? I think so. Can you remind me what else he's been in? Oh, he is the one. He is the only. And I wish my internet connection was fast enough so I can show you a picture of one Santina Marella. <laughs> oh, of my WWE God. fame. Wow. A Larry the Cable Guy, Santino, Morella team up. The one that people have been waiting for. The mashup you never wanted. That is wild. Holy cow. This <laughs> may have to go down and, and, and watch because it's already known to be bad. Yeah, yeah. And we had not picked out a movie for the fourth week of Christmas yet. So uh, that might be an option there. I think we have another one lined up what do you think about the other option that i pitched for this episode santa with muscles yeah santa with muscles starring hulk hogan i'm i'm i would watch that than wa rather watch santina morella in a holiday movie you would rather watch the hulk hogan movie i would rather watch a bad hulk hogan movie than anything with satina and morella <laughs> and larry the cable guy yes well good news we got two weeks so who knows we could end up doing both before before too long I think we could definitely nail that. Any last thoughts on Jingle All the Way? Did you enjoy this watching this? Yeah, you know what? I I did enjoy watching this. This uh, feels like perfect like background movie on Christmas. You know, you don't necessarily. This isn't one that. This isn't anybody's holiday tradition. I don't think there's a family like many families out there going. Oh yeah, Jingle All the Way is the movie that me and my family watch on you know christmas day after we've opened all our presents that's our tradition i think there are a lot of other movies that people do that with before this but you know if you're having like a christmas eve party not that you should this year uh but uh, in normal circumstances if you're having a christmas eve party uh and on in the background while you're doing your party preparation jingle all the way is on that's going to be great for that vibe uh and it, it, in the same way that Rocky Four was so solidly in the 80s 
This movie is so, so firmly in the 90s. It's got all the 90s tropes. And uh, a couple other things I enjoyed were, one, the Turbo Man TV show at the beginning really, I felt, nailed the feel of, like, a Power Rangers-style TV show of that oh, era. Yeah. Like, the, the little, like, gremlin guys that come out look like Power Rangers, like... The Doom Bo- Team! Yeah, Booster looks like a Power Rangers, like, villain, and so does the big brain guy. And uh, I just like Arnold's energy in this movie, like I said before. He plays, like, with this weird energy that reminds me of like you and like your siblings like playing businessman when you're a really little kid you know that's the number one customer yeah exactly exactly so i I got i got a real kick out of this one i was glad we could do it for the thing and i'm glad it did have a really strong solid connection to sports which was that 1996 atlanta uh olympics t-shirt which looked great on him yeah it was it was the the hottest shade of mauve. It was a thick, thick cotton shirt, and uh, uh, it somehow hit it was, all of his muscles. Yeah, it hit all of his mes- muscles. It was like uh, it was like maternity wear or something like that. It was just loose and flowy and soft and comfortable. Well, now I want one. Now I gotta go find one on eBay. Thanks for talking <laughs> it up. Jingle yeah. all the way. Find it on YouTube TV. This has been Fall Start with Andrew Van. Man is Clancy here. Uh, give us a subscribe. Give us a like on uh, anything you already listened to. The voices on whether it be Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Echo. Pretty much anything out there already. Just give us a like. Give us a review. We can continue more uh, episodes and soon to be coming. Santa with Muscles, a movie I've never seen before, nor that I ever want to see, but it's going to happen, apparently. Man, it's been fun as always. Let's see what happens. Next.